Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted, otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Hey everyone, welcome out to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. I'm your host of the most, Nick Nitro, and uh, we got a GBG drive-by. And for once, I'm not actually driving a car. It's, uh, I didn't really know uh, where we had a place for this uh, in particular, so we're going to do it as a GBG drive-by, episode 249. And uh, we'll get to our topic here in a second, because that's well, that'll be the meat of the episode. But uh, the FYI there, and uh, we got some amazing sponsors. Yes, sponsors, amazing sponsors here at The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Uh, First off, we have my own comic, Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Please check it out, utmnt.com. But if you really want to support it, go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash utmnt. And give it a little, uh, give a little re-re-read there with your little, you know, your eye holes. Check it out. It's amazing. I mean, and I'm not just saying that because it, it's my baby. I, I really do feel like it's probably one of the best things I've ever done, um, ever. And it, and part of that is by Eric Webb's art. And again, just check it out, utmnt.com. And if you like it, support us at patreon.com forward slash utmnt. Okay, our other sponsors, Packrat Comics. Packrat Comics, great comic shop located in the heart of Old Hilliard. And they have a new location in Marysville, Ohio. So if you're ever in the uh, central Ohio area, check them out. They have a wide selection of comic books, old and new, graphic novels, T-shirts, action figure statues, um, pretty much anything geeky, nerdy, and of course, board games. I love going there and getting board games. So please check them out. They're amazing. You can check them out online at packratcomics.com or you can check out their podcast, The Packrat Show. It's really great, hosted by Jack and friends. So please check that out. It's great. Packratcomics.com. And finally, audible.com with over 100,000 titles to choose from. Sign up and get a free audiobook and a 14 day free trial by clicking on the link on our show notes, or going to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. That's audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Okay, with that all out of the way, let's talk about the movie If I Stay, the new film starring uh, Chloe, I can't say her last name, and a few others as well. It's a good movie. Actually, I'm not going to lie, I thought it was a great movie. Was some of it a little, you know, had a lot of tropes in it? Yeah, I think so. Um, but if you had to ask me, you know, what was wrong with the movie, I really couldn't tell you. I think the only 
in terms of like the how it was written, the performances and all that. Uh, I really think that the only thing that harms the film is that we've sort of seen something like this before in some form or another, whether it be a TV show or a movie. It's really bizarre because um, the, the the lead actress who is who plays uh, Hit Girl in the Kick-Ass movies is is a phenomenal actress. Uh, matter of fact, I remember watching her in the in the movie Dark Shadows, and she does a really good job with a role that was either extremely cut down in the editing process. Or was just horribly underwritten and horribly mishandled. Like she still is is an actor who um, that can take that and make it into something. Um, I was never bored watching her in in anything. I've never been watching her in a movie and be completely like sort of bored or tired of watching her. Matter of fact, um, even though I had friends uh, of the book and not the original movie, and then vice versa, or fans of both. Uh, the original movie and the novel, uh, Carrie, her her playing the character alone made me want to go see that movie. Now, I still have not seen that yet, but it's it's up there. I, I do want to see it. It's one of those things where when I have a, a, the first chance available to really see it, um, whether it be on cable, HBO, or, or, or Netflix, I'm, I'm going to watch it because uh, I'm, I love the idea of watching her play a character, um, old or new. Um, and with this playing the character, I believe it's Mia, uh, in if I stay based on, uh, on, on a novel, which I can't, I don't, I honestly don't know the name of the, of the writer, but, um, it's a beautiful tale about, um, a girl who gets in a car accident, loses her mother, the fate of her, of her father and her little brother, are up in the air, and she starts to realize that by living through her memories, she can sort of decide whether it's time to leave the hospital and go into the light. Like literally, uh, well, metaphysically, leave the hospital, and when she does, by doing that, she walks into the light, or um, and thus probably go with her family, or does she stay behind? And so it's the question of if I stay, and thus the title. And again, you know. I'm sure as a book, it's it again. This is a a teen. This is a movie made for uh, those who love the book, which is usually most in most cases uh, a young adult or an older young adult rom com. Not not even not a rom com, but a romantic drama. Um, it's supposed to cater to the audiences involved with like Twilight, without too much of the ghost. Like it's just an old school supernatural, and when I say old school, I mean it's you know the afterlife, the place in between death and life. It's one of those kind of things. It's not like like old school supernatural, like you know ghosts and werewolves, or I mean, you might even say ghosts. I I don't really know. It's there is a moment in the movie. Matter of fact, it's the because I'm I'm not gonna lie. My girlfriend drug me to the movie, and I'm not gonna lie about this either. I did want to see the movie, but when I had the option to, I only remember what it was. If I had the option to see um, something else or this. I the other movie was winning out, and I for the life of me I can't remember what it was. But 
I really wanted to see, you know, this other movie instead, and I'm sort of glad that I didn't see that one at, yet at the time. Because uh, I remember uh, we had two movies. I can't remember the name of the other movie. Look, it doesn't matter. It's not an important fact. The important fact is that I really loved and really enjoyed choosing this movie over the other one. And because, you know, it made me cry. Man card on the table, there it is. I, I lose a lot of man cards. I don't even know how many more I have left, to be honest with you. But I loved this movie, um, and it made me sad. It touched me in a way. And the, the thing is that when you're watching the, the trailer of the movie, anyone can look at the trailer and go, that's going to make me sad. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's already pre... It's already pre disposed in my in our brains to just make it like you know to ring our our heartstrings and any emotion centers in, in our in our cortex and just make us weep like like you know well, I would say weeping angels but they're not really weeping uh but you get the idea like you know just tears rolling down it's, it's a good cry of a, of a movie but it didn't really hit me until a moment with the grandfather um, played by, I believe, Stacy Keach, and he does an, a phenomenal job as Grandpa or Gramps. And um, because the interesting thing I, I also really enjoy about this movie was that the girl is a mu- mu- musical, uh, musical prodigy, and she um, she has the option to go to uh, oh my God, Michael. Uh, not Michael, uh, Robin Williams and uh, Christopher Reeve went there. Juilliard. She has the option. She has the option to, you know, go to Juilliard, but she has to pass an audition. And literally, the day she dies, she's waiting for, or possibly dies. It's not really. I did not spoil the movie. I swear to God, because um, that's the whole point. Is does she? Because technically, she. I. I mean, you could consider her to be possibly dead. She's just hanging on by a thread. So I. I, I I swear to God, I didn't, I'm not spoiling the movie here, really, but because um, I want to actually keep that open. D- does she stay or does she go? Um, it's not maybe the answer that you think, but it's it's a it's a fascinating one altogether, and it's a beautiful character study on why they would choose the way they choose. And the scene with the grandpa, though, just I mean, breaks your heart because you don't know if he's actually able to see and hear her, or because she asks a question and he answers her. And it's and it's just one of those moments where you you just break down, and um, I don't know. It, it touched me in a way that um, you know movies don't always do, and, and I really love the movies that can do that. Um, speaking of Robin Williams, Goodwill Hunting ha- always does that. Almost Famous does that. It touches some kind of weird feeling that isn't always discussed in movies and it just sort of it riles the emotions up and gets them and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. I feel that when a movie does that in in the way that those two movies do and in a way that this scene does, it really speaks to you as a human being. Um, I remember the movie Management with Jennifer Aniston and Steve Zahn. There's a scene with the father and, and Steve Zahn, the son, and pretty much... Uh, the mother dies, and so the father and the mother owned the hotel or motel or whatever that started the whole thing. And he works, you know, he left the as management from the hotel or motel to, you know, hunt down Jennifer Aniston and, and you know, marry her, whatever. 
and uh, it's a beautiful scene. It's a very human scene, and, and the whole tone of the movie is a little weird anyway. So this scene in management is one of those things. It's the same kind of scene. It just gets something deep deep in the gut, and not in a not like you know way that shocks you. It's just, or at least not in a way that's shocking. Uh, how do I want to say this? There are two types of shocking. There is shocking where it's it's disgusting. It pushes the boundaries of what you are to accept as good, acceptable. Then there's the other kind of shocking, which is you're not expecting it. So it's actually more unexpected. And that's how that was with management. That's how I got from this scene with Grandpa, with Stacy Keach. I, I really, I mean, it blew me away. It was a fantastic scene, and that's when all the, that's when the tears started going, man. Because I remember I'm surrounded by teenage girls, um, which, by the way, people never go to a 7 p.m. showing on a Sunday night. You would figure, or no, I'm sorry, a Tuesday night. You would figure, you would figure that it's a school night. Girls would not be like at 7 p.m. No, oh my God, it just filled to the brim with teenage girls all giggling and hee 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 hee. And and then of course crying at every little thing, and even my girlfriend was like, "Oh my God, really? We have to put up with this? You've got to be kidding!" Me. So it was really funny uh, to deal with that situation too. Um, but yeah, so the movie "If I Stay" it's a fantastic movie. Um, I would say be willing to see things that you've seen before. Um, one thing I also really like, and I don't see a lot of movies that accurately they that they try to portray something and they miss a little something from it, um, and that is uh, when people do like a party sequence. I really love the scene in the movie. It genuinely feels like there's a get together between Mia, her boyfriend, the rock star, and her her mom and dad and then their friends and then even her and Adam's friends and and she even says it's the first it's I think it's the only time in my life I've ever felt like I like I could just let my my hair down so to speak just, not just as a musician musician but as a human being and 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 all this other stuff and I'm like oh my and and usually when that happens in a movie like oh, okay sure the the story is dictating this has to happen um but the beauty of film is that if you do it right not just with the acting and the performances and the writing, but the editing and the directing, you create a beautiful moment of film that, that at least to me, it really showcases, it showcases a real moment. And, and something like this, that's really hard to do. It's, fuck it, it's hard to do in any movie or television show, real moments, you know, you might hear us talk on the podcast or other people talk about in their podcast shows or movies or, or reviews about how hard it is, um, or not just how hard it is, but how they find a mo uh, the actor says they find a, a kernel of truth in the character. You know, it's hard to find a kernel of truth in, you know, like, like Ron Perlman finding a kernel of truth in a demon who is stuck on earth and fights against other demons and stuff, AKA Hellboy. But there are, there are some real moments with, with that character. There are real moments in Neo. There are real moments in, in there are fantastic real moments in Jaws in Star Trek in Star Wars. The, the thing is there are universal truths that we as human beings experience and um, to, 
to find that kernel of truth in a ridiculous situation, usually found in, in, in bigger movies, um, bigger budget movies. It's the same thing. And so it's the same kind of thing here, which is you can find a real moment, a kernel of truth, and portray that on film. It's just very refreshing. I, I like moments like that. I remember uh, if you listen to our archives, not to plug ourselves here, but when I interview uh, uh, Sam Yeager from the film Take Me Home, he's uh, Joel from Parenthood, he – I, I talked I talked about this is because I would drive from Columbus to Cincinnati when I would live in Cincinnati. I would visit home. I would drive back. That's like a three hour drive. When I go up to Cleveland, it's a it's a it's a two hour drive. Um and you know, what you see on the drive is not at all what you see when they do a movie out in, in the east to west coast or or what you know, like a road movie. You don't see that stuff. And and to me, like even traveling to Maryland by car or to New York by car, the things that you see you never really see in in, in a movie, uh, or it, it feels manufactured to look that way, and it, and, it, and it it suspends disbelief for a second, but it doesn't really feel real. And I remember it's the same kind of thing. I love stuff like that, and so this movie. Um, you know, besides some of the tropes that you're going to experience going into it, uh, and that you will experience coming out of it, there are some beautiful little gems of moments in there. Performances are, are, are amazingly dead on. And that alone makes this movie worth a watch. I don't know if you want to pay money to see it in the theater like that, but it's definitely worth maybe a viewing on Netflix or cable or maybe a rental. Um, and then go from there. So... All right, well, that's all I have to say about uh, If I Stay. It's, wow, I've only talked about this movie for about 12 minutes or so. Not even, actually, not even that. That's amazing. Um, let me see if I can throw anything else out there for you guys, because uh, I at least want to give you guys at least 15 to 20 minutes, but if not, I'll, I'll end it early. Um, no, that's all I can think about. So, Thanks for listening to this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, this GBG drive-by. We have another episode next, uh, episode 250, which we'll talk about uh, This Is Where I Leave You, the new film starring Jason Bateman and Tina Fey, and many, many others. So uh, stay tuned to the feed to check that out, and uh, hopefully that will not be a GBG drive-by, but it may be, depending on schedule. So uh, as always, thanks for listening. If you are a subscriber... Uh, thank you, but make sure you leave some comments in our iTunes uh, what entry on, on there. If not, and you would like to subscribe, please do so. Go to uh, iTunes, keyword good, bad, geeky uh, podcast, and we should show up. Hit subscribe and download our past episodes and enjoy. Thanks for listening. Jeez! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Uh, go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place! What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the song is that?